millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a rite of passage. We had to do it in our day. It'll all be over soon. It will just flow when you're in there. FM 104's Leaving Cert Survival Guide with the Institute of Education. With only the info that you want to hear to help you ace your Leaving Cert. Welcome to episode two of FM 104's Leaving Cert Survival Guide. We've teamed up with the Institute of Education in Dublin and some of Ireland's best health and wellness professionals to give you a crash course in all of the useful information you need to make the Leaving Cert exams that bit easier. In our first episode, we looked at English Paper 1 with Jim Lusby and spoke to Dr. Coleman Nocter about identifying and managing your stress levels in the run-up to your exams. The Leaving Cert is exactly five weeks out from today and we will be with you every single step of the way on Mondays and Wednesdays. Make sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Now on today's episode, we're going to be looking at Irish Paper 1 higher level with the Institute's Claire Greeley. But Crossy, like, did you do Irish? How did you find it? Did you find it a particularly difficult exam? I remember just learning off reel after reel and star and poems and oh my God. I loved Irish. Yeah. So I used to be uh, fluent in Irish. Kind of fell out of it throughout the years, but uh, Irish to me was great. If mm. you get two good teachers in your junior cycle and your leaving cycle, you're flying. I kind of upset now that I've lost my national, me too, my yeah. language of Irish. But no, I did love it. I really did. I really wish I could speak it now. And you know what's even worse about this whole thing is that I actually did Irish as a language as part of my college course as well. Still can't speak it. I can say oh, "Anwil Kiadagum well, well. Dulgadi on Leheris and Le Anishka Kuramuk in a screwed uh, pop there. Yeah, that's I all I can on. say. And Milshan and Cockamilish and Banya. That's milk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, then we're, we're on to something. Yeah, it's Mahlam Magilgar Korofad. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to show. That was really good. That's more than I could say. We also spoke to Nicola Halloran, aka the Wonky Spatula, who gave us a ton of recipe ideas and tricks to help with brain function, memory, and concentration, which are important when you are studying for your exams. Yeah, absolutely. Like even school lunches, I remember bringing them in. Like it's just so different how it was, I suppose, back in the day. Like I remember, what did I even have for lunch? I get like a roll and you remember penguin bars or club milk bars? I literally was going to say penguin taxi bar, club milk bar or whatever it was. The good old days, but it's so different now. It's a salad or it's fruit. And that's what Nicola would be telling us the reason why you should be eating all these things coming up to your leaving cert. Dublin's hit music station, FM 104. We're now joined in studio to discuss Irish Paper 1 with the Institute of Education's Claire Greeley. Claire has over 25 years experience teaching Irish to higher level Leaving Cert students and knows the course inside out. One month out from the beginning of exams, what would you be advising students to focus on in preparation for the paper? I think the key thing is to have your revision cards and to have your list of about 10 essay topics that you have your key points written on. And you should have point and evidence, point and evidence. So if I run through maybe the what I would consider to be some of the key topics that would come up and then just talk briefly about how you would prepare your points on it. So the first one would be on Chorus Slointa, the health service. Now, it doesn't 
take a genius to figure out that we have lots of problems in the health service. So you could have, for example, Natralaha, the trolleys, Listi Fehev, waiting lists. Uh, you could have Ospadale Nalani, Agus Nakostish, the Children's Hospital and the COS, that kind of thing. So you'd have three or four points on the health service and then you would have some examples of it and make sure you have all those key words in Irish. That essay then, it may not come up as an essay but it could be used as a good paragraph if you get a general essay and you are complaining about the state of the country. You often have one essay where you can give out yards about the state of the country. Another one that would feature in that is Dina Gondigan, Homeless People and anybody walking around Dublin will certainly have seen a lot of evidence of that. So you would have the words, for example, Ostan, the hotels, Naclonas and Ostan. You would talk about Nadina Aaron Troyd and Nabruana, the hostels, and you would talk about their living conditions. Key words like, say, cart, clark, cardboard. You know, make sure you have those key words. You have the points and the key words. Quiru looked crime would be another one because it overlaps with a lot of other topics. On chorus idakish the education system, there is nobody like students who know the education system better. So they would have the key words for that. They would find that, I think, easy enough. Now, this is the centenary of women getting the vote. So I would think Roel Naman would be something that they would need to know something about and maybe relating it back to Countess Markovic. It's also the centenary of the first Doyle. So you may find an essay, something on the lines of the politicians in the first Doyle would be proud of our politicians today. So you could whinge about the health service and homelessness and crime or you could take the positive side and talk about how we have had democracy ever since and how uh, so many people have got involved in politics. Have your ideas clear in your head before you start. The environment, of course, even though it came up last year, is always something that you might get something out of. Another one is Dina Oga Agasail Sloan Tuil, Young People and a Healthy Lifestyle. One of the Shratna Pictor was on that and it's something that's always topical so much talk now about mental health and so on that you could use that. Alcoholagos Drogi, they're the perennials and they tie in with crime, young people and the health service. And Naman Hoshiel, the social media, they always are good for overlapping with young people's lives and with the world today and the changing world. So I would make out a revision card on each of those key thoughts, key words, And then you have, I wouldn't learn off an essay, you have the key points that your mind can bring up when you go into the exam. I don't think it's a good idea to learn off essays. If you were want to learn things off, I would learn some nahnakainta, some phrases, some adjectives. And I would also make sure that I have my verbs accurately, that the Aimshire Loyrock ends in un and ian, the Aimshire Kaita has a h, the Aimshire Oshnuk is hig and oig. Those are as important as having fancy words for any of the topics. So remember, there are 80 marks for your Gaelge and only 15 plus 5 for your ideas. So it's important that you concentrate as much on the Gaelge as you do on, I say, fancy ideas and unusual ideas. So have key points, go forward with them, don't learn essays. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So have things like everyday topics, milestones that are coming up within Ireland, that kind of thing. Things that you know that you can bank on that will inevitably 
probably in some way, shape or form lead to you being able to write an essay. Exactly. That's 10 topics. And if you have those 10 topics covered, you will find an essay. You know, I think you're pretty guaranteed to find an essay that you can do. I'm just looking at it here. So you had you were talking about young people, healthy lifestyle and all mm-hmm. that. I'm sure if you learn certain phrases off about the HSC, oh, yeah. that could be a paragraph on, you know what, yeah. if you are healthy, you don't have to go into the health yeah, service. Exactly. You're, the health service is uh, You're the really lucky bad. person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm just yeah. thinking there, you yeah. know, you can really put a lot of that stuff of all the stuff you've learned yeah. and make a proper essay into it oh, and still can. speak a lot of sense. Completely. You know, even things like, say, young people, it covers alcohol and drugs. If you get alcohol and drugs, it covers crime. You know, that they all overlap in some way. And that's why I think learning off an essay is tricky. You're better off to have your ideas, your ducks in a row with regard to your ideas mm-hmm. and to be learning some not in the kind of, and then you're able to think when you go in on the day. Whereas if you're trying to re- uh, just remember an essay you've learned off, you can be very unlucky. Yeah, because you, you can know. kind of back yourself into a corner then if you very learn much. one specific topic and rely yeah. on that and then, mm-hmm. you know, you God forbid much, that doesn't come yeah. up then. And you can be very much off the point yes. as well. So I just think that thinking in points, having a good range of vocabulary and going for not an account. And don't forget your verbs. You know, every sentence has a verb. So go over your verbs. People forget them once their bail trail is done, you know. So go over your verbs. They're important. Is it handy to, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, if you if you and your mates, you have good pals that, that like Irish as well, to talk in Irish? Oh, yes, absolutely. And they should have got used to it with the oral. They had that just a few weeks ago. So they're not long past the oral. And I think their fluency improves no end when they're doing that. And I think it's also important, you know, coming up to the exam on the day of the exam and so on, to be speaking Irish outside the door. It's very hard if you're speaking English to go in and switch on to Gaiga mode. I think you have to be thinking in Irish outside the door to go in and think in Irish and to do your best. No, definitely I'd agree with that. And in terms of on the actual day or maybe the night before Mm -hmm. the exam, what do you think people should be doing to prepare? Do you think they should, you know, read over a few things? Obviously not cramming. Um, No, no, no. no, no, But what what do you think is the most effective way to prepare for the exam the day before? Like how to make those things stick in your head? Well, I think (laughs) if you have done out those revision cards that you have 10 revision cards, you take them out. You are exhausted after your exams. They have seen from the mocks that it's a marathon, that it's exhausting. So I don't think you should spend more than three quarters of an hour, you know, really the night before um, going over it because I think you can overload your brain. So you just take your 10 revision cards that you have done out those topics on and go over those. And then you go to bed relaxed, knowing that you have those done. Good sleep is more important, frankly, and a good walk in the fresh air, I would think, is as important as any preparation you do. I think it's a huge mistake to think you're going to do a lot the night before. You won't. Years of experience have taught me that, you know. And then on the day itself, you have a load of time to do the essay. You will have seen that from the mocks. And the big mistake people make is to go in and see, for example, Ancora's Slainter and they just rattle off what they have learned on Ancora's Slainter. It may not be the angle at all. So um, just to give a few examples, um, last year there was an essay on climate change and the essay was the impact that climate change has on various communities around the world. So it wasn't enough just to write about climate change in general. You had to talk about its impact on humans in different parts of the world. Another year it was Shaw e Ishna Nua Hecknoliachta. This is the age of new technology. 
it isn't enough just to talk about you know the arrival of uh, the internet and that you have to show how it is taking control of our lives or if they tell you that social media have on too much influence on us what does that mean? So you have to look at the wording of the title. Too much influence means you're allowing to do your thinking for you. So that is the angle you have to take in the essay. So I think it is very important when you go in that you sit down. You possibly will think for the first minute, I have never seen any of this before. That's normal. You know, sort of a bit of a panic attack. That's normal. Calm down. <laughs> and then read all the titles and put a tick beside one you might consider. Then I would open up the middle page of the answer book and I would do a bit of brainstorming. I would write the number of the essay on the top and jot down any ideas that I have on maybe three or four essay titles. Then I would look at them and make up my mind about which one I would do and I would check the wording of the title. It's very important that you make the wording of the title clear in your head before you start. And then I would plan. I would give myself overall 40 minutes to plan. I would spend about 10 to 15 minutes maybe deciding on my essay and then I would spend a half an hour planning. And always remember that the most important paragraph in your essay is the opening paragraph. It is proven that correctors have made up their minds almost totally by the end of your first paragraph. So you cannot, it's very hard to change their minds after that because they have basically decided whether you're up to it or not. So put a lot of thought into your opening paragraph and making sure that it's relevant to what is coming afterwards. Then when you have it written, you have an hour to write it, about three and a half pages. Don't go over that because you'll go off the point. I would suggest you read over your essay twice. The first time to make sure that your uh, brain didn't run ahead of your pen, that you haven't left out words. And then secondly, I would go over every sentence and I would look at the verb and make sure my verb is accurate because that is the most severely punished mistake. So I think uh, you have to do that. Too many people come out early out of that paper because they think they have seen something that they know something about and they just dash it off. It is worth for the extra half an hour to sit there and do it properly. Mm-hmm. It is the place where they most, if you like, spread out the grades. That's where your goiga gets hit. Whereas in other aspects of the paper, it's your knowledge they're looking for. Here it's goiga. So you must spend the time at it and take your time. Do not rush and make sure that your points are relevant. That was Claire Greeley with the Higher Level Irish Paper 1. Uh, Claire will be back to tackle Paper 2 in two weeks' time on the prose, the poetry literature and the Lave Hishkins. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. FM 104's Leaving Cert Survival Guide with the Institute of Education. With only the info that you want to hear to help you ace your Leaving Cert. Maintaining a healthy diet in the run-up to your Leaving Cert can play a huge part in creating the right mental environment for students to excel when exam time comes around especially. Nicola Halloran, aka The Wonky Spatula, is here to speak to us about the importance of eating well over the next few weeks, as well as share some of her simple and tasty recipes and tips that you could use at home. Nicola, how would you have rated your own diet and nutrition when you were in school and is that something you now regret? I wouldn't say I necessarily regret it, but it definitely wasn't kind of optimal for studying. I was one of those people who'd kind of snack on popcorn and coffee all day when I was studying. Then at the end of exam time, I'd have like a big blowout. Looking back on it, yeah, I definitely could have eaten a lot better. The definition of a balanced diet in many parts of the food pyramid have changed in recent years. Is that now considered a healthy and balanced diet for a kid of that age? I think... There's always going to be mixed messages about whether something is good for you, something is bad for you. But I think definitely making sure that you're eating enough kind of fruits and vegetables and getting a good source of protein is kind of a good way to look at it. So I like to kind of look at it as eat like a vegetarian who eats meat. So kind of give your plate about 75% of um, fruit and vegetables. And obviously making sure you've got some good carbs in there like potatoes, pasta, things like that. Carbs are definitely nothing to be afraid of. And then you need to have your protein and your fats in there as well. Yeah, because there seems to be some sort of stigma against carbs, but they're actually really important for energy, really, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. And actually most people who tend to avoid carbs will kind of overdo it on protein and fats. So having a kind of a split across all of the key macronutrients is what you want to be aiming for. Okay, so it's kind of to avoid burnout in that sense. Exactly. Nicola, uh, what are the main benefits of maintaining a balanced diet, uh, particularly in times of stress and worry? Um, I think when you're particularly stressed, you can kind of reach for kind of comfort foods and things like that. So if you kind of keep your food in check, then you're going to be keeping the rest of your life and your mental health and things like that in check as well. So ensuring that your food is good, your sleep is good and everything like that. And breakfast has always been dubbed as the most important meal of the day. Do you think this would be particularly true in relation to, you know, a 17, 18 year old who's spending a lot of time preparing for exams? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be the first to admit that when I was doing the Leaving Cert, I didn't eat breakfast. And I would be kind of half 11 in the morning before I'd be fully focused and getting into the mindset. So if you're up early and you have a good balanced breakfast, then you're ready to go for the day. Going back to the whole carbs thing, it's really important to have carbs and protein at breakfast time. So things that I like to have would be kind of oats with a little bit of protein powder in them or um, kind of eggs and some smoked salmon or something like that. Yeah, because I almost kind of got into the mindset when I was doing my leaving cert. If I got up in the morning and I had breakfast, I'd be like, ah, I'm wasting time. Like I need something really quick and something that's really quick generally most of the time isn't good. Exactly. And if you do want to kind of save time in the morning, you can do overnight oats. So you can have a full week's worth of those in the fridge, like do them on a Sunday evening and they'll keep. Or even you can soak your porridge overnight so it takes less time. Or failing that, the microwave is great for kind of sachets of porridge. 
Okay, so when you talk about getting your carbs and your protein in in the morning to make sure you have enough sustainable energy to get you through the day, what exact breakfast examples would you give for that? Um, I think kind of porridge is the best possible example. Pretty much everyone in the country will have it in their press um, and most people know how to make it. It's pretty foolproof once you get your water to porridge oats ratio right. And a huge benefit of it is that you can add protein to it. So a scoop of your favourite flavour will work really well in there. And then you can play around with the toppings with berries or coconut, different things. So you'll never get bored, essentially. And I know people have a few Easter eggs left over, so there's no harm in putting a little bit of chocolate on top as well. And what else would you kind of recommend? Like, I know you mentioned eggs before. Would they also be a good source of protein to keep you going throughout the day? Yeah, absolutely. And eggs are another one similar to porridge that you can have them every day and never get bored because of the different ways that you can cook them. You could even make little egg muffins on a Sunday for the week ahead and have have kind of loads of vegetables in them and you just pop them into kind of a baking sheet and then you can heat them up in the morning. And are brain foods actually a thing? Yeah, brain foods are definitely a thing. So during studying for the Leaving Cert, you want to be up on your omega oils and your fatty acids and things like that. So salmon would be my go-to for that. Um, I'd definitely be having it two or three times a week. And it doesn't even have to be for dinner. You could have smoked salmon with your eggs in the morning time. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, spinach and kale and salads. You can mix it up and you can have salmon and oily fish as those would kind of be the go-to things that you would call brain foods. Do you have any other examples? of um, Antioxidants are really good. So I'd be having my green tea, um, some kombuchas. There is so many things out there. Plus you want to make sure that your fibre intake is up as well. So that could be in the form of chia seeds or flax seeds. You could do a chia pudding for breakfast or you could sprinkle some chia seeds over a salad for lunchtime. So you mentioned chia seeds and uh, protein powder. Are these type of ingredients accessible to students and would you find them in supermarkets? All of those ingredients are so widely available. So when I was doing my Leaving Cert, they definitely wouldn't. And even when I started my blog after I'd finished college, I used to have to go out to Glasthul at the weekends to find speciality items. Most of the time I couldn't even pronounce them like agave or quinoa or like however you kind of say it. Um, But now most local supermarkets have absolutely everything. There's so many... Um, kind of free from aisles and things like that so Super Value in particular have a really good free from range at the moment they've got absolutely everything they've got own brand and big brand items and then places like Dunn Stores are perfect as well the one in Cornell Squirt has a huge nourish which is kind of my go-to for all those kind of things and even um, Lidl carry chia seeds they carry chia bia the Irish brand um, in little sachets which are perfect uh, if you wanted to make a chia pudding because they're already portioned for you So concentration and energy are two of the most important things that are needed in the run up to an exam while studying. From a nutrition point of view, can you speak about some particular foods that might aid this for our listeners? You're kind of looking at brain food, so a lot of fish, a fibre. So making sure that you have a balanced diet is essential, but also supplementing it where needed. So making sure that you're taking fish oils. Magnesium is also a really good one to be taking. So it helps your sleep, which is super important around exam time. And then along with that, vitamin D is really important because obviously we all need that in Ireland and vitamin C as well. And also making sure that you're getting some antibodies to help with your gut health because your gut health is what kind of helps your overall health. So if you've got a happy gut, you have a happy body. Traditionally, most student lunches would comprise of some sort of sandwich or baguette. Um, Is a heavy and starchy lunch like that going to hinder your energy levels or bring them down or does it have its merits? I definitely think no matter what you're eating in the middle of the day, if it's a large meal, it is going to make you sleepy. So I would kind of look at 
your intake over the course of the day and having snacks and sort of lighter meals rather than going and having a really really heavy meal especially when you're going into kind of a long evening of study so would you recommend three meals a day instead of doing that do you recommend having like maybe more meals a day but smaller meals a day is that what you're saying yeah exactly so you wouldn't necessarily be eating more you're just Mm. kind of spreading your calories across the day so having a lighter breakfast and then a snack mid-morning you're always going to have that break in classes as well so it's nice to have something to look forward to and then to have a sort of a lighter lunch and another snack after school when you know you're going home and you're getting ready to study again and then going for an evening meal. Concentration and energy are two of the most important things needed in the run-up to the exam while studying. Nicola from a nutrition point of view can you think of any handy alternatives that are easy for kids or parents to prepare the night before or at the start of the week for school lunches. My actually average lunch when I'm traveling around or working away from home would be fairly similar to a school lunch. So I'd have a chicken breast with um, a nice salad or even some courgette noodles, um, a little bit of homemade pesto and then I'd have a few snacks as well that would go alongside that. So if it's a protein bar or an energy ball um, and then a piece of fruit as well. I really like to have kind of strawberries or raspberries for snacking on the go because it's not like a banana where, you know, once you open it, you have to eat the whole thing. So you can kind of grab them all the time. And then vegetables work really well as snacks as well. So if you wanted to get some peppers and things like that, you can team it with hummus. So kind of peppers, carrot sticks, cucumbers, that kind of thing. Things that will keep well, essentially. Exactly. Exactly, yeah, so hardy vegetables. And for someone who really isn't into their food just yet, what are some good resources to find interesting and beneficial recipes that they could try out at home? I think there's so much out there, especially in the world of Instagram. If you even look under like the burger hashtag, never mind kind of lunch or whatever, there's so many things going on. And it's almost in a way like did you even eat if it's not on Instagram so having a look at people who are into their food is a good place to go Um, looking up uh, one thing for me anytime I'm looking to cook something that I haven't done before I literally just go straight to Google and type in what I'm in the mood for and kind of have a look at the different recipes from there and where can we find more of your recipes Nicola so all my recipes are on the wonkyspatcha.com not an easy name to forget (laughs) (laughs) and I've got loads of lunch options there and loads snack options and you can also keep up to date with all my new recipes on Instagram so I do a a direct upload on um, Monday and Fridays Thanks Nicola Halloran aka the wonky spatula and she'll be back in a couple of weeks to speak to us about more health focused tips that are going to help you over the next few incredibly busy weeks Dublin's hit music station FM 104 That's all we have time for on today's podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe to ensure you get that notification on the top of your phone to tell you once our latest episode has gone live. We'll be back this Wednesday where we'll be covering your favourite subject, Tara, which is... History. Oh? Oh, yeah, one of my faves. Loved history when I was in school. Honestly, best subject ever. You ain't really selling this, Tara. I know, I really, really like it. No, seriously, I'm being dead. I actually, like, I loved... I suppose, oh, you're going to slag me for saying this. I loved the storytelling aspect of history. I felt like I was reading a book. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Oh, it was Michael great. Collins et al. It, yeah, absolutely. And we'll also be joined by Irish Olympic hopeful Brian Gregan. He'll be speaking to us about the benefits of exercise in times of stress and how to get successful goals going forward. FM 104's Leaving Cert Survival Guide with the Institute of Education. With only the info that you want to hear to help you ace your Leaving Cert. 
developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.